welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for December the 12th of 2019. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams, and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news from around the industry. So if you enjoy the show, you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep yourself in the know with a brand new show at any point during your day. Now, with that being said, today we are diving into the Xbox ecosystem because we're talking about the Master Chief Collection and just how big of a launch Halo Reach had on PC because it was very, very impressive, and it definitely sets expectations high for Halo Infinite when it launches in 2020. Then we will talk more about what the next Xbox is actually going to be named because they have dropped a hint as to what it could entail. Not really shocking, but still something worth discussing. Then speaking of Xbox, Forza Horizon 4 is getting a free Battle Royale mode, and finally Resident Evil 2 is getting a couple of uh, new bonus little perks uh, courtesy of Jill Valentine, you might have heard of her over the weekend. Now, with that being said, there's plenty of stuff coming later in the week with the Game Awards being hosted tonight, so we'll talk more about those winners tomorrow, and who knows, it could even be its own video. We'll see what happens. Uh, but without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's top gaming news. First off, Master Chief Collection PC launch is monumental, according to Xbox. The Master Chief Collection had almost 3 million players on PC and Xbox One during launch week. In a post on the Xbox blog, Microsoft revealed some key headline stats about the success of its latest long-awaited Halo port to PC, with nearly 3 million players of the collection on PC and Xbox One during launch week. It was also the top-selling game on Steam during launch week and the highest-ranking debut for an Xbox Game Studios title on Valve's platform, as well as the most-watched game on Twitch during launch day. This includes nearly 3 3 million hours of Halo streams during launch week on Twitch. Not bad for a remaster of a 10-year-old title. It's not all that surprising considering how great a value the Master Chief Collection represents. All of the Halo games coming to PC over the next few months rolled out incrementally for $40. Pretty impressive, not to mention the fact that obviously Halo is a massive franchise that the PC fanbase has been starved of for a long time. Then, there's also the fact that it's included on Game Pass, an even better reason to sign up to Microsoft's superlative subscription download service. You will get Reach now, and then get Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, Halo 2 Anniversary, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, just the campaign, and Halo 4 when they become available later in 2020. And so, wow. This was a pretty big launch for Xbox, especially when you consider uh, just how big Halo Reach is on PC, uh, especially in the streaming space, because that's kind of like the lifeblood of where PC gaming is uh, at any point in time, at least the mainstream PC gaming is. Uh, and some of the biggest streamers are continually playing Halo Reach. Right now, Trainwrecks TV is hosting a 36-hour marathon of playing Halo Reach on PC. It's a very impressive uh, launch just because of how much traction it has gotten. And I will say uh, that if the games had continually rolled out as they had been released, uh, this would not be nearly as big of a launch. Of course, as the article does point out, uh, Halo on PC has not seen a new entry since, I believe, Halo 2 uh, Windows Vista Edition, something along those lines, uh, that came out way, way back in the day. And so now, with all of these games getting remastered, with all these games uh, getting uprest, with all these games getting uh, the best version in existence coming to PC in 2019 and 2020, uh, you definitely see a lot of people getting excited to go back to a foundational part of a lot of people's childhoods. I mean, Halo is something that a lot of your 20 to 30 year olds today grew up on. And so to be able to have that premium experience that you get from PC gaming 
And to be able to go back and experience not only the campaigns, but also those fun multiplayer memories like custom games, like the core Slayer game mode, like SWAT, to be able to have all of that on PC in the modern era is something that I think a lot of people are getting excited about. In fact, 3 million players over the course of the launch week across PC and Xbox One. Uh, so congrats to the team behind the scenes that made this possible because, man, this is a very impressive launch. And I would say that it definitely sets a precedent for what to expect, not only for the remasters going forward, because more and more of these are going to be rolling out throughout 2020, uh, but also for Halo Infinite when it launches as a launch title on Xbox, whatever the next one's going to be called, and, of course, PC as well. And Game Pass? Can't say it enough. That's the best deal in gaming, in my opinion. But speaking of the next Xbox, like 360 and One, Scarlet's final name will reflect the purpose of the console. Although it may look like Xbox made it hard for itself with how it decided to name its consoles, it has actually been intentional. Before Sony came out and confirmed that its next-gen console will indeed be called PlayStation 5, everyone called it that anyway. It would have been bigger news had the company decided to ditch that naming convention. This is much harder to do for Xbox, who has taken a different approach to naming its consoles. According to Phil Spencer, it's not as complicated as it looks. Spencer told Survivor that Scarlet's official name is going to reflect what the console is all about. Quote, our naming convention has been around, what we think the capabilities are, he explained. Xbox 360 was about the entertainment experience around the box and the box be and being excuse me, in the center of that entertainment experience. Xbox One, if you remember our branding early on, was always on input, all in one. Those names were really built around the purpose of the box. Because of this approach to naming consoles, Spencer said the company doesn't have to use numbers. Like PlayStation 5, Scarlet will also launch in holiday 2020. Unlike PlayStation 5, however, it looks like we may get two next-gen Xbox consoles instead of one. And of course, for more info on that, you can check an earlier episode of the Jam Pack Report in which we covered the new news that the uh, second lower-end next-gen Xbox is not in fact dead, but in fact uh, should be coming. So this is a very interesting idea. I've never really thought about the name of the Xbox. Of course, notably different, uh, but at the same time, it definitely makes sense. And I think that the branding is good. I think that the idea of naming a console based on what it does is something that does set the Xbox brand apart from the standard iteration-based kind of naming system that many companies do take on. Uh, and so I think that definitely brings a unique skew to the table. At the same time, I'm very curious as to what it will be called, and I suppose we won't really know until we know uh, what direction Microsoft wants to take the Project Scarlet console in as it begins its life cycle. In my opinion, it's going to be very different than the Xbox One. Of course, the big thing about the One uh, was that it was your all-in-one entertainment space where you could plug your cable box into it, you could watch Netflix on it, you could play games on it, you could use it to browse the internet. Whatever you wanted to do, the Xbox One could do it, and it was your one-stop shop for entertainment in your living room space, your gaming space, whatever it might be. Now, that branding has changed significantly, and of course, as we see with all the acquisitions of various game studios and the uh, expansion of the Xbox brand itself, the Xbox company, of course Microsoft overall, is beginning to focus more on the games rather than what the Xbox can do as an entertainment hub. And so I think that you're going to be seeing something very gaming related and not like I said on Twitter where I said, the next Xbox is called Xbox Video Game Playing Machine, uh, because that's pretty much what it's going to do. But nonetheless, excited to see how it does shape up. 
Personally, in my opinion, I would still love to see them just drop all of the uh, 360s and 1s and any of that second word and just release the Xbox. I feel like that would be clean, it's fresh, it describes exactly what it is. It is an Xbox. Sounds simple, sounds stupid, but it makes sense to me. However, Forza Horizon 4 is getting a free Battle Royale mode, and it actually looks pretty cool, according to PC Gamer. The Eliminator is a free mode where 72 cars compete to be the last one standing, or is it the first one finishing? Forza Horizon 4 has announced a new Battle Royale mode today, the Eliminator. It is not the first car-based Battle Royale, or the second, or even the third. It is, however, the newest, and it honestly sounds refreshingly different. The Eliminator mode is free and will arrive on Thursday, today, December the 12th, which is like today at 10 a.m. Pacific. Watch the announcement trailer above. In the Eliminator mode, up to 72 players can join a session together, beginning the match with low-level cars, such as a 1965 Mini Cooper, and then eliminating one another in head-to-head -head races to earn upgrades and a chance to pick up faster cars. Read the YouTube trailer description. Arena walls can track throughout the game, forcing players closer together until a final white-knuckle race among the survivors determines the winner. Rare car drops with better cars can be found in the world during a session of the Eliminator, and challenging another player to a race is accomplished by finding them on the map, pointing your camera at their car, and honking your horn. That will kick off an instant head-to-head -head race to a marked spot on the map, a race other drivers will be able to interfere with by ramming you or your opponent, or both, if they want to influence the outcome. If you lose the race, you are out, but if you defeat your opponent, you'll be able to upgrade to a higher level car. There are 10 different levels of cars to earn as you progress. When the shrinking circle closes around the last dozen or so players, a final finish line appears somewhere in the world, and everyone remaining must race to be the first one to reach it. Matches of the Eliminator should last around 50 minutes. And of course, you can watch some gameplay below from a live stream earlier today, starting at about 28 minutes in, if you did want to check out this month's Forza Monthly. Uh, so overall, cool idea. You know, that's one thing that I love about all these modes that have come and gone, uh, the modes that have risen in popularity and have begun to wane a bit, uh, because you begin to see innovation pushed because of these modes. And we've seen it in, of course, the FPS genre, to say the least. Uh, but other genres other games have begun to experiment with what battle royale can bring to the table and of course as i said things are beginning to kind of calm down it's beginning to normalize uh, when it comes to the expectations of battle royale but very cool to see uh that there is a car-based battle royale mode coming to forza horizon 4 and it looks to be a very fun time of course not quite as uh as running gunny as something like PUBG, but still i think it does switch things up enough to where it is interesting and i think it is going to be a very cool experience uh so if you do want to dive in and check it out again forza horizon 4 is on game pass it's one of the biggest racers on the xbox and of course it is going to be launching today if you did want to uh, jump in and give it a shot but one thing that's not launching today is a resident evil 2 update but it looks like one could be coming soon because a steam achievement relates to jill valentine and dlc could be on its way Remember that Steam achievement which randomly popped up in the PC version of Resident Evil 2? Well, the trinket has finally revealed itself as something to do with Jill Valentine. It has not appeared in the PS4 edition of the game yet, but it's very likely that at least an update is on the way. An entire piece of DLC? We hope so. As you can see below, the achievement clearly relates to Jill Valentine from yesterday's newly announced Resident Evil 3. It asks players to complete the following task. Read a letter left behind by Jill. To our knowledge, there is no such file currently in the game signed by the lady herself, so for this achievement to become claimable, an update will need to add something to the title. Whether this is literally just a file for fans to read as part of a new playthrough or a new playable piece of the game in the form of DLC remains to be seen. The Game Awards host Jeff Keighley has claimed that RE3 will not 
play a single part in the show tomorrow night, but he did not rule out its predecessor. If such a reveal is attached to this achievement, expect it to arrive on the LA stage. And so, we look to be getting some kind of new update to Resident Evil 2. Uh, in my opinion, this is going to be something very incremental. You could be seeing a new uh, note left behind, as the achievement obviously says, uh, but is it going to be something more substantial? Honestly, I doubt it, uh, just because I feel like they have done all they are going to do with Resident Evil 2, and they are now entirely focusing on RE3. Uh, but what better way to drum up some uh, business, and what better way to drum up some players uh, to return to the game than to include some Jill Valentine-based downloadable content, even if it is just a small update with a small little discoverable item in the game. But regardless, very excited about Resident Evil 3's remake, and of course, many people playing Resident Evil 2 right now, uh, because the game has already surpassed 5 million units sold, as we said yesterday, making it the best-selling version of Resident Evil 2. Uh, by that, I mean it outsold its original. That's insane. Uh, but very excited to see what the Game Awards entail tonight, and we could be seeing some news about this brand new uh, piece of content coming to Resident Evil 2 at least according to this little achievement as found on Steam. But with that being said, that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed this episode, drop me a like down below. And of course, as always, you can always come back for more five days a week, Monday through Friday, to keep yourself up to date on the hottest gaming news. But until tomorrow, you guys have a phenomenal rest of your day. I will talk to you soon, and peace.